Welcome to Category Is. Hey, Maurice. Hey, what's up? How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Can't complain. Can't complain. Awesome. It is Monday. <laughs> Monday. Mondays are rough, man. They are. But they you know, are. we are blessed. We're back here for week nine of Category Is. Almost number 10. We almost had a 10. I know. I feel like, oh yeah, it is going to be our 10s. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what? Celebrate all the milestones. Definitely. The short ones, but 10 will be a milestone for us. It will be. Thanks for listening. Uh, stay tuned. Remember to like, rate, and subscribe. And subscribe yeah. But thanks for hanging with us. It's only going to get better. <laughs> yeah, from definitely. here. So yes. How was your weekend? My weekend was all right. A little bit of work. I feel like I've been working mm-hmm. a you lot. Work all the yeah. It's you know it's the end of the year. Okay. Um. You crunch. Right. So did that. Um. Clean my house like a oh, nice. Oh, finally. Don't do that. <laughs> like you know, my my fall cleaning was like mm-hmm. delayed. <laughs> but you know, I, like a deep clean. So did that. Mm-hmm. Relaxed. Um, tried to watch some TV. Okay. Um, I started a book club. Oh, okay. With some of my girlfriends from law school. Um, like I need something else to do. You have too much already. I know. So, um, tried to read that, but mm-hmm. honestly, did not get very far. Okay. Um, you know, had a brunch date. Okay. You know, easy weekend. All right. How was your weekend? It was good. I didn't do much over the weekend. So I actually started watching that Chad Loves Michelle oh, yes. show. Yeah. With it's on own. I didn't watch it on own. I watched it on the bootleg. Oh but... no. I'm gonna need you to not uh <laughs> be broadcasting out to uh, Miss Oprah that you I bootlegging mean, her shows now. I mean So it starts off at their engagement, which was it seemed staged, because I don't know if that was like a reenactment of it because right. You know, there were cameras and stuff and everything, but the background is, um, you know, Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child is... Poor Michelle. Not poor Michelle. Uh, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> you know, I actually really like her. I like her. And um, so she um, has been dating this pastor. He's a sports chaplain. Well, you know, I follow that handsome man on Instagram. <laughs> you do? <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, oh, he does church for the NFL. Yeah, yeah, for the athletes, yeah. I didn't realize that was a I thing. didn't know that was a thing, but, you know, hey, getting that money. Yeah. You know, it just follows their relationship and her dealing with um, her mental illness and their engagement and the wedding planning and things like that. So, on the first episode, all he said was people ask him if he's white. Okay. Yeah, so he didn't, but he never answered it. Right. And then on the second episode... They um, confirm that he's actually white, like okay. from Colorado. I think that, yeah, I think that pulls a lot of the, some of the interest because uh-huh. we stated before he's ethnically ambiguous. ambiguous. Yeah. I just assumed that he was like some mixture of something. Right, right. Um, but he didn't mind because the mixture was just fine. <laughs> um, you know, and I must say, out of all of Destiny's Child, mm-hmm. you know, Michelle might not have the biggest bag. <laughs> <laughs> or she might not have the best parts in the songs. Right, she never does. But she made out with the best looking man. She did. She did, because... Yeah. He seems nice. He seems nice. He has a good set of teeth. He has good teeth, nice beard. Nice beard. A little bald head. Yeah, nice I, little body, too. Like He's, like, thick. Mm-hmm. Like, a little thick. Keep you can warm. tell he stay in the gym a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he, he has his best friend, who is, like, really hot, though. Really? Yeah, so I'm going to watch for the best friend. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best friend out there, you getting hype. Yeah, you getting hype. But yes. um but yeah, other than that, it was good. Like it's a good show. It's like on the one hand, it kinda does play into like the stereotypes about the black church. Okay. And because Michelle has this uh friend who's like the choir director and he's 
clearly gay, but oh, he's no. still, you know, he, you know how they do like the confessional and like he, you know, has his like little interview and he's like, yeah, you know, for the longest time I wanted Michelle to be my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really? Stop. But I think he meant like girlfriend, like homegirl, because clearly he did not mean like romantic girl. He's a homosexual. Clearly. Okay. Very blatantly. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that, you know, I, I only watched the first episode. I didn't see the okay. second. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is not an indictment on Chad or whatever, but I think because he is ethically ambiguous, mm-hmm. he probably does kind of play that up. Yeah. Because you don't yeah. know. You don't know. You know? And I thought it was odd because like in the first episode when he mentions it, he do- like he there's confirm. no confirm. Well, they're, on they're, any side. they're teasing you to watch yeah, the second episode. Watch. So in the second episode, he takes Michelle to Colorado to meet his family, mm. and that was wow, pretty interesting. Yeah, well, you know, I went digging through his Instagram, <laughs> but he even looked Lurking. like he looked like like maybe a little bit Dominican, maybe a little Puerto yeah, Rican or something. Yeah. Even in his youth, so yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. this is not like a contrived look. That's just yeah, I think something mm. up. Well, whatever it is, I like it. To that. Hey, hey, Michelle, like it too. Clearly. <laughs> We're happy for you, Michelle. Yeah. I'm going to keep watching on bootleg because I don't have own. It's not part of my package. You need to revise your package. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anything else for your weekend besides? That's pretty much it, You'll be having a real chill weekend. Yeah, I'm like domesticated and <laughs> like a homemaker on the weekend so because i made um well, you could come make my home no, i need assistance you do <laughs> but i made like my i started my holiday cards so oh gosh yeah. i can't wait to see 2018 those will be going out holiday so, cards yeah. from mr maurice all right child what you drinking you made this tonight. Oh, I did make this cocktail tonight. <laughs> All right, guys. So, you know, last week we hit you with some wine because it's just easier to pour out the bottle. Mm-hmm. This week we're doing a little autumn sangria. You know, we're hitting you with uh, thematic cocktails. Yeah. Seasonal cocktails, festive. rather. Yeah. Yes, festive. Um, so this is just, you know, has pomegranate arils, blackberry, uh, blackberries, apples, a little bit of honey. Mm-hmm. We put in a Malbec. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we put in a little bit of rum and some cinnamon. Or some ice. Nice. It's tasty. It's very good. It's good. Good, good. You know, um, just a tease for my Christmas sangria. I will, you know, I'm about to consult with the, with my family because I don't know that we can share our Christmas no, sangria it's recipe. A secret recipe. You know, I mean, keep it's, it a, keep it's a, a secret. secret. Yeah. But it gets you lit at Christmas really? time. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. But we'll see. I'll consult with the family in return uh, back in December. All right. Sounds good. All right. All right, let's get into these categories. What you got up first? All right, so I have a little dating update. <laughs> um, you know, the feedback that we do get from some of you guys is that you like to hear about my personal life. Because it's hilarious. But it's my life. It's real. <laughs> you know, um, I, I just want to share news and yeah. pop culture with no, you. No, you got to keep it. But, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you a little bit. Okay. In doses. Let the people in. Let the people in. Yeah. A bit. Um. So, no, you know, I've been out here actively dating, and, you know, I haven't gotten past, like, a second date. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's, like, a benchmark <laughs> of um, success, <laughs> you know? That's sad. Like, one of my friends was like, oh, I think I have a boyfriend. Like, I went on five dates with him. And I said, oh, yes, that's, like, really significant to meet, to make five, five? dates. You know, but, like, have, has yeah. our standards gone this low? Yeah. Well, you know, I went on a first date with someone. And, you know, it was just a simple date, mm-hmm. you know, beers, you know, not even food. Not even a meal? Not even a meal. Oh, you know, because okay. 
sometimes I just like a coffee date. I hate a coffee date. Or a drink date. I like a date that can become shorter than if it needs no. to or that can become longer if need be. No, because if, if someone says, let's meet for coffee, then that's what, 30 minutes max. But coffee can then turn into... Mm-hmm. You're already setting it up as I'm only giving you like 30 minutes. Sure. It is, so it you does go seem... in with that kind of mentality. I get it. I do get that. But I think that in this day and age of dating and how rough it is out here in these streets, <laughs> that people, you know, time is a limited resource. It is, yeah. And you don't want to just be giving out a whole bunch of your time, you know, to these dates that more often than not are, you know, not going to bode well or not but going to materialize into a date. Right. But you get real tired of wasting yeah. lots of time. Okay. Where you just, you know, you want to put yourself out there. But to what extent? So I think that sometimes the coffee date mm-hmm. or the happy hour date. I do prefer the happy hour date. I prefer a happy hour date. Um, you know, it's it's putting yourself out there. Okay. But, you know, it's a little bit more controlled. You know, you're not mm. risking as much loss of time. So okay. anyway, back to my point. Yeah. So about a month ago, yeah. I went on like after work drinks, you know, with someone. Was this someone from the speed date? It was. Okay. And, um, you know, still haven't heard back from anyone else on the speed dating. <laughs> Actually, I went out about two weeks ago with a friend, mm-hmm. like on a random Friday night, and saw one of the guys from speed dating that I had matched with. Mm-hmm. And this guy, like, you know, he texted me, hey, what's up? You know, yeah. I'm glad we were a match. Yeah. I responded back to him via text message, and he never kicked the ball back. Like, okay. you know, like, you know, this is volleyball or tennis. Yeah. I hit to you, you hit back, mm-hmm. you know? And this kind of goes into my next point of ghosting. Right. I have been ghosted before. <laughs> we all have. We all have. Yeah. But I think, you know, as a man in his 30s, it is best that I be direct. It is. You're too old. Right. I don't want to. games. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my exactly. time, more importantly. Yeah. Again, limited resource. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I do have, like, you know, me and my arbitrary rules. Yeah. I feel like if we just went on a first date that was like, you know, two beers, uh-huh. we went Dutch, yeah. it was an hour and a half, I don't owe you an explanation Well, in terms of why a second date wasn't scheduled or why I'm not planning to see you again. Now, if we're like two, three dates in, there's been dinner, there's been, mm-hmm. you know, signif- a, a chunk of time of one's life that's been invested in, mm-hmm. you know, getting to know someone, right. I will have, you know, the balls to be like, hey, this isn't working. So... Um, my, situ- my, 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 my most recent situation is, uh-huh. is the former. It was just happy hour, Dutch, mm-hmm. you know, we paid for our own little $7 beers, <laughs> and that, that was, was that. It. Okay. You know, and he, you know, messaged me, and, you know, I re- I replied, yeah. but I never scheduled a second date because right. it wasn't happening. Okay. Um, but but like, did he ask about a second date? I said I'd get back. Oh, okay. And mm. I didn't. Which is really passive aggressive. Yeah. And it's not my way. I I, I don't like to be that way. Mm-hmm. But I think in the moment in time, it's just easier to respond that way. I'm not proud of it. But you know, in last week he messaged me and I just had a lot going on with work and yeah. just my life and, yeah. and dating other people. <laughs> and um, I forgot to respond. Mm. You, like, you know, like you're not... Your name's not even saved in my phone. It still says maybe, <laughs> then your name. Like, you know, so you have to really recognize the role that you play right. in my life. I will right. get to you when I get to but you. But he doesn't know that. I understand that he doesn't know that. 
and that's why when he messaged me today, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, fuck. You know, like, let me reply. Let me just let him know. I'm not really in a space to be dating right now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on. Okay. It's really nice getting to know you. Best of luck. I thought that made really clear. This is not going it's anywhere. Not, yeah. um, it's not happening. I enjoyed my time. Mm-hmm. I will not see you in the future. Like, read between the lines. Yeah. I don't want to have to be like, I don't like you. Please don't contact me anymore. Because but, that feels mean. Uh, like you said, it's not mean. It's direct. There's a line between that. Like, But you have to... If you're honestly like not interested, say you have to say that, right? Because people aren't gonna get it, right? Because in the absence of that, they think that oh, we cool, you know, and we still gonna go on this date. But you have to be direct sometimes, sure. And it's not about being mean. Like you can, you know, turn someone down, you know, respectfully and mannerly. But I, at the end of the day, you you're not going on that date on the second date, so. right? And I think it also just has a lot to do with me personally. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like to hurt people's feelings, but I also have to recognize that, like, their feelings may not be hurt. And I might be hurting their feelings more by yeah. this whole, you know, dragging, dragging it out. It out. So I recognize the errors of mm-hmm. my ways. I try to be an adult about it and let him know in the most polite way yeah. where he could infer. Mm, no, you can't leave it up for okay, well, inference. <laughs> well, it didn't even have to get to that. Right. Because, <laughs> you know, early this morning, we had this whole conversation. He's like, I understand. And he's like, but I still want to see you. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you clearly don't understand. Like, now I'm going to have to go to you a second time. Yeah. Right? I just reverted back to mm-hmm. my old ways. Uh, and then, you know, we're walking into the studio tonight. And I get, like, a barrage. <laughs> Of graphic. Very. I will not read them. Yeah, no. Um, your mom's going to be listening. Insulting. Yeah. Racially insensitive. Very. Mm-hmm. Uh, sexually deviant. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to judge it. It wasn't... It wasn't deviant. It wasn't deviant. It was too sexual, though. It was too sexual. And then you put the race in it. Right. Too, which... Which was... Yeah. It was... Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. And I'm still in shock. Mm-hmm. Um, so I blocked this person. <laughs> and, you know, my friends, that's what we're dealing with as, you know, professionals in our 30s out here in the dating scene in Philadelphia. Wow. Um, I, I, I was concerned. Again, because I'm just a care, I am a caring person. I come off like I'm not caring, but, but I'm like, concerned about what? I'm like, is he drunk? Does someone have his phone? Because it just yeah, seemed so out of the norm. But it was, mm. but drunk at this time of day? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, why do I have to deal with that? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, on to the next. <laughs> next. Oh, I, like, I like that Adriana uh, song. Not Adriana. That's not her name. Ariana. Ariana. What is it? Thank you. Next. next. I, that is such a cute song. You know. <sighs> Sidebar. Uh-huh. I try my damnedest. What? Not to like that Not to like girl. her. But I do, I do, I do. I have to admit it. She has little bops. I like her vocal ability. I'll give her that. Uh-huh. With this song, however, it just seemed too current. Like, it just seemed like like she, she starts off the song and she's naming, you know, name dropping her exes. Right. And then even the last one, like, she was engaged to this guy, like, a week ago. Right. And so and, now and, you and already and got a song dropping? 
And the other one died, like... Yeah, the other one died, what, like, what, earlier this year, yeah, maybe? Yeah, like, a month or two ago? Yeah. It was rather recent. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he, he overdosed. Like, right. Like, earlier, like, a month ago. Yeah, it felt a little opportunistic. Yeah, it just sounded like... I would have respected it more if this was next year and she dropped a song about her. It would have been cute for the summer. It would have been cute for the summer. Because it is kind of like a summer, like, upbeat kind of song. But it's cute, but it just seemed too opportunistic. Like, you right. literally just broke off your engagement with this guy well you know that's a whole part of i think you know ariana is a lot you know not a lot but actually she's 26 she's the same age as um cardi b but really yeah i saw like some kind of a meme where like Uh oh they're the same age your mind's blown right wow and i was like oh yeah wow because i think of her as like this 19 year old yeah that's i keep thinking she's like 19 but she's not she's like a full-grown woman um you know Mm -hmm. i like the god is a woman song too (laughs) okay but um I just feel like, yeah, she could she could have took more time yeah. before releasing it to but, do it tastefully. Yeah. But in this, I think the younger generation, and they're not even that much younger than us. They're, they're the same generation, to be frank. Much, well, yeah. My same generation. Well, um, you know, but I'm an elder in the you are <laughs> at the top end at the of top the range. End. Um, I think that social media plays a much well. Everything faster is fast. Role. Yeah. Everything goes so much fast, faster. Fashion. Instagram, like Instagram, right. everything is like now, 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 everything now, now. has to be viral. Yeah, yeah. So, and because if she waited like a year to put it out, people would be like, who? She's not relevant. This right. isn't relevant. Yeah. But I, I hate that like the cycle is so fast because mm-hmm. it's just hard to keep up. It is a cute song though. It is a very cute song. I like it. But mm. next, <laughs> thank you. Next, next category. Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> now that the elections are over. We have to get to the biggest and most important race, you know, now that the, the little stuff's done. <laughs> you know, what's happening is yeah. RuPaul's Drag Race has announced the fourth All-Star season. If you do not know, I have been a fan, super stan. You y'all, have. Y'all know, if y'all go back to one of the earlier shows, mm-hmm. who are my top three people? Michelle. Michelle Auntie RuPaul. Shell, RuPaul. Naomi. Auntie Omi. Yeah. Yes, Naomi Campbell. They're like my three favorite people in the world. So I mm-hmm. love RuPaul Charles. Um, stand for him. I've been watching RuPaul's Drag Race since it was blurry. Since, yeah. Catch the reference. <laughs> <laughs> Ru, why you, you look so, so blurry? <laughs> you like a spooky ghost. <laughs> you a spooky ghost. Okay, so <laughs> I feel like I have to explain. <laughs> but back on season one mm-hmm. of RuPaul's Drag Race in 2009. I don't know. They used to put like vellum like, or like, vas- like Vaseline, Vaseline yeah, over the lens yeah. because what it would do would that was pre HD. Yeah, it would blur everything blur and make bit. it look greasy mm-hmm. and glowy. Yeah, cheap production. But you know, I mean, Ru, they didn't came a long way. They didn't come a long way. They mm-hmm. off the logo. They on the VH1 mm-hmm. in the prime time. They winning Emmys. Emmys. And... The first show to win like Emmys back to back like that. Mm-hmm. You know, for reality and and host and host. Yeah. Um, and just also, I watched this little cartoon show on Netflix because mm-hmm. I also, you know, I love Shangela. It's called uh, Super Drag. It's out already? Yeah. I think, it. I kind of think for some reason it was uh-huh. like a Spanish language show uh-huh. because some of the writing on the show okay. is Spanish and okay. I guess they just didn't care to animate it into English. Okay. And, um, and that's not the point. Rue is out here giving these girls lots of opportunities. Yeah. There's like over a hundred some, you know, people who participated in drag mm-hmm. race mm-hmm. and have launched serious careers they yeah. travel the world are getting um you know on broadway mm-hmm. like legitimate careers like, you know and but 
I was reading an article mm-hmm. about how RuPaul took the ANTM, America's Next Top Model, mm-hmm. model format, yeah. format mm-hmm. and adopted it for, yeah. for Drag I read, Race. I think I read something like that, too. And, you know, a lot of that has to be given to Tyra. You know, you have to give credit where credit's due. And she does. And RuPaul does. She does. He. Well, well, RuPaul. RuPaul. Whatever. We're not uh-huh. going to get into that. Yeah. But RuPaul does. Mm-hmm. But he kind of also brought in, like, Project, Project Runway. Because they would make... They used to make their own costumes. They did, and, and that's I wish I loved it. I loved it then too. Yeah, because it was like you would see them literally. This is the challenge. So make, yeah, make a costume. And they would like. Then they did hair. They did makeup, hair, makeup. Then it was yeah. like lip syncs. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, America's Next Top Model, and then some. yeah, whole another level. Uh, I'm just very proud of what Paul has done and accomplished. He's an idol of mine. He's mm-hmm. uh, uh, someone I aspire to be like. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone who you know has colognes, chocolate, and uh, shamelessly, she plugs that shit. On plugs and sells, yeah, his stuff. Yeah. Um. So, I will be watching, and I just want to do a quick rundown. Do you know the cast? Because I didn't see the cast. All right. So yeah, I do know the cast. Okay. I've watched probably. I remember me and my friend John. Uh-huh. I, I, I usually don't mention people's names, but hey, right. John. Uh, <laughs> it's my bestie. But we will. Um, we used to go to the bar back in law oh, school yeah, yeah, yeah. and watch it. At the I didn't like bar. watching it at the bar because you can't hear it. Well, you know, they we, don't was, turn the we was broke up. students, so we had a cable. Okay. <laughs> and that's when it was on Logo. It <laughs> yeah. wasn't on VH1. Yeah. And Logo was like an extra channel back yeah. then. But, you know, I watch it. I've seen mm-hmm. every episode a hundred times. Okay. So, uh, basically... Um, I'm going to give you my top... I'm just going to go in order of all the contestants. Okay. And then I'll give you my predictions. Okay. Because I am always right. You are, yeah. With RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. Uh, so, starting with season three, we have mm-hmm. Manila Luzon. Okay, I remember her. Like her. She's famous uh-huh. for like that pineapple outfit. She's the Asian, uh, yeah, the Asian yeah. queen. Yeah, I like her. All right. And then we also have... I'm just going to go... Not in order of season, because it's okay, not how I wrote it down. We mm-hmm. have Gia Gunn. I don't know her. Gia Gunn is a season six queen. And she's back, and it's her first time at uh, All Stars. Okay. I think that Manila has an upper hand on all the other girls because this is her second time in All Stars. Okay. So she's this is her third time on a show. She was in mm-hmm. season three, yeah. All Stars, I believe, two, mm-hmm. and in All Stars four. Okay. Uh, but Gia Gunn, there was some controversy because mm-hmm. of last year, RuPaul made some comments that were met with a lot of controversy. Okay. Because he said that trans women mm-hmm. cannot be contestants on the show right because it is no longer drag drag and that was met with a lot of lot of controversy because that was during what? the season in which peppermint i don't know um well peppermint is a new york queen okay and um she was a top four in season i'm gonna say nine or ten i'm not mm-hmm. sure peppermint i love she's one of my favorite queens as mm-hmm. well and it was a lot of controversy because okay. you know peppermint Without, and again, I'm not trying to, um, you know, focus on people's bodies. Because okay. that's not what, you know, trans is. People can feel how, how they feel. But I, right. I, I surmise that Peppermint was transitioning okay. while competing. Okay. And um, I feel like that, you know, it was met with a lot of backlash mm-hmm. from the trans community. Mm-hmm. Because they were just saying, you know, that should not matter. Okay. Because... There's boy drag. There's real girl drag. Drag but... takes all sorts of forms. And even RuPaul has a song. Where I, I kind of push back on Ru. Because uh-huh. I can critique my faves. Uh-huh. But Ru's, no, like, you're born naked and the rest is drag. That's not specific to a gender or any gender identity or expression. But... Drag queen has a certain 
Well, queen is making the, the feminine because you're not a drag king, right? Because there's like okay, drag king is a thing too. It is, but this show is geared towards drag queens, right? But but how come and women can't be drag queens? Because trans they're women. or otherwise, because they're women. No, that's not the case. Because there's okay. I have a friend from law school where she was born a woman, mm-hmm. and she did what was called real girl drag. So it was basically an exaggeration. No, mm-mm. right? So it gets testy. I don't know. No. I think that because there was also remember um, Carmen Carrera. Right. She was like really great on that show, and she transitioned. Stop I think relying after, on that body. I think that's where that. Where she started, where RuPaul started saying that was well, that, that was actually Michelle Visage. Oh, was it? Give, okay, give, give Auntie Shell okay. her uh, credit. But it was directed at, at Carmen, Carmen Carrera. Carrera, and so I believe she was transitioning throughout, or she transitioned right after. Correct. After the show, and so, um, but yeah, I don't think that. And Sonique was also. Uh, I am a stand. You are. But Sonique was one of the first. She was on season one. She mm-hmm. was the first contestant. I. To knowledge, to, um, you know, openly transition. Okay. But I think that once you transition, no, I don't think so. I disagree. I don't think so. Because when you transition, you're presenting yourself. When you transition from male to female, you're presenting yourself as a woman. So RuPaul agreed, and RuPaul felt like that gave that person a competitive advantage. Yes. But how so? Because now you are for... All intents and purposes, a woman. You can't go and then say, "I'm going to enter a competition where I pretend, or pretend, I guess, to be a woman." But to me, drag is an exaggeration you, of a woman. I'm going to exaggerate as a woman. You can't. You're already a woman. I get it, but I think I get it logically. Mm-hmm. But I think that intellectually, on more nuanced but levels, this ain't it doesn't intellectual. Follow. This is entertainment. <laughs> right. This is VH1. Yeah. You know, it's coming on with love and hip hop. Okay. You know, you, you trying to call people Mona Scott, honey. Mm-hmm. Intellectual is nowhere, nowhere near. nowhere in the equation. It's about hair and glitter and gowns. That's it. <laughs> so I get it. But Gia Gunn is back. And I knew that, that Gia Gunn has also transitioned after the show. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of the queens, like and even Gia Gunn talked about it. Being on that show is pivotal in her life because right. she's now traveling the world. Yeah, yeah. And she's booking gigs and has an mm-hmm. agent and she can afford the means yeah, to transition. To do, yeah. So, you know, that show meant a lot for her life and her transition. Mm-hmm. So I think it also means a lot to show that we can't be canceling people and that we're all, again, mm-hmm. learning and growing. And mm-hmm. I, I think that RuPaul showed that he went back on a former statement because okay. even in RuPaul, you know, I think RuPaul's in his 60s. Ooh. But you don't comment on a woman's age. On a woman's age. Yeah. Okay. But um, <laughs> RuPaul... You know, we all are changing. Right. And I, I think that it says a lot that that was a really controversial statement. And he, you know, we're all learning. I was wrong or my views changed well, and trying something else. And or maybe just the VH1 producers were like, bitch, we made Gia Gunn. Because Gia Gunn was fierce, too. Well, um, we also have going. one of my personal faves, Naomi Smalls. For You know why that's my fave. Actually, I don't think she... Naomi Smalls is a cute boy. I don't, I don't know these And, people. um... Has long legs and okay. he, his, the, the drag queen character is named after Naomi Campbell and Vicky right. Smalls. Two of my faves. Okay. Right. We also have Jasmine Masters, Shady. We have Monique Hart, America. Monique Hart was one of my Do favorites from people. season 10. Okay. She, 
she didn't have a lot of the financial means that the other girls had, mm-hmm. but she went out and collected her bag, and she's okay. going to kill him because she has a personality for days. Okay. Love Monique Card. All right. We also have Valentina, who was like, this is to me one of the most stacked all-star seasons because okay. I love all these girls. All right. Um, I don't know any of these people. Valentina, you don't remember the controversy? I stopped watching on like Raja's season. <sighs> I'm going to have to start having you over because uh, yeah. what are we going to talk about on the pod? Because you don't watch The Housewives. I don't. You don't watch, you're going to have to watch it's required viewing. Drag Race is going to have you. Is it on the bootleg? You know, I don't bootleg stuff. I'm not into no, that piracy I life. do. <laughs> um, so we'll see. Okay. Keep going. All right. So Valentina, but remember she she did the lip sync where she didn't have her mouth covered because she didn't know the words. And she's oh. like, I'd like to keep it on, please. Mm. And RuPaul was like, this is a lip sync. Take it off your yeah. mouth. We also have Pheromone, who is fishy, fishy, fishy. Don't know. Uh, and what does fishy mean? I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> fishy is a term that is used when um, the, a drag queen. It's a compliment. It's a compliment. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes, cunty, fishy. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's a negative term that is kind of flipped on its head mm-hmm. and made to be positive. But fishy, you would think it smells, it's gross, it's nasty. Yeah. No, it is the utmost. It's a high compliment. Yeah. Basically, she's passable. Yeah. She. You know, touch all of this, touch the skin, touch, touch skin, all of the honey. skin, honey. You know, there, Paris is burning reference yes. if you don't get it. But, um, pheromone, like, not clockable okay. at all. She okay. looks like a straight up lady. Like, I think pheromone and Courtney Act, that's how you say her name. It's Courtney Act, but she's Australian. Courtney Act. Okay. You get it? Courtney Act. Uh-huh. Are like the most fishy queens I've ever seen on okay. this show. Um, so pheromone, yep. Trinity Taylor, the tuck. Trinity, the Tuck Taylor's back. Don't know. One of the best Tucks in the business. Mm-mm. She's a season nine queen. There's lots of season nine queens. Mm-hmm. Latrice Royale. Latrice. You know, I like Latrice. Everybody likes Latrice. She I is... know. I, I'm not a fan. No. You know what? Because you know my style of drag. Yes. I like a really fishy queen. But I mean, I like a fishy, fishy queen. But and... Latrice gives it. She I... has great personality. She's large and in charge. Right. She likes to eat. But you know, I like this is my thing. I like a fishy fashion queen. Uh huh. Like a Raja. Right. Or a Courtney Act. Too fishy, yeah. She wasn't too fishy, but she gave you fashion. Yeah. Um, you know, Valent. Well, Valentina's not fishy, but she gives you like fashions. Okay. Um. Or I like a, a comedy queen. Okay. I like, you know, um, Bianca Del Rio. Okay. Bianca Del Rio is my, one of my faves. Like, you know, I like a comedy queen. Okay. Um, so Latrice Royal, she's not quite comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, and I... She's comedy. She but gives you, know, you some one-liners. She does, but it's like... She, I might be fat, but you ugly, and I can lose weight. That's I funny. I guess. I guess. But, you know, to me, I, I'm more of the aesthetics of drag. I guess. But, you know, um, Latrice is, a, is, I think, a fan favorite. And I yes. think she's actually poised to win. And not for nothing. There's mm-hmm. a lot of discrimination in, in, oh. in size issues yeah. in the uh, drag queen community. Mm-hmm. There's yet to be... In every community. In every community. But there's yet to be a uh, plus-sized plus size winner mm-hmm. of RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. Someone said, like, oh... Because I listened to RuPaul's... Um, podcast what's the tea yes rupaul's what's the tea with myself yeah. love them hey y'all but uh you know someone asked like oh you should do like capsule seasons or these specialty all-star seasons uh-huh. where like all the first people who got kicked off come back yeah. who got kicked off first okay i think all the winners should come back but they're like mm, no yeah i'll do a plus size season but i don't like that mm, that's no. a little yeah i know but yeah i'm um and after that uh, we also have you can't forget Monarch Exchange. 
she was a season 10 queen. So, um... Wait, so how many seasons have there been? There's been 10 seasons of but RuPaul's how... Drag Race, and there's been four seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. But how are these people who are in season 10 already All-Stars? Well, that's the th- I think that... An all own qualification for an all star is that you have a previous have season. Been on a previous season, <laughs> right? You know, and there's a lot of controversy. I'm still hurt because Shangela was robbed. Yeah, I will say it. You yeah. know, I love Shangie. Mm-hmm. She was robbed. Trixie girl, bye. Trixie didn't. Trixie wasn't even like the third runner up in my heart. Okay. Um, but I hope that some you know right is done this season. Mm-hmm. There are two Asian queens and five black queens. Out of how many? Out of ten. ten. A white one's gonna still gonna win. You think so? Mm-hmm. But the odds are in our favor. But that's what happened last season. And we got—I right? mean, if you want to count Valentina, we also have like a Latina queen. Okay, Latinx. Latinx queen. Okay. So then we only have what? What? Pheromone and Trinity Taylor—the only white girls on here. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I guess. We'll see, because you know it is drama. Because you know there's a lot of racism in the gay community. There and the is. Black, and the black queens feel like they're not getting their just desserts. They're not. I mean, but how? Not that to use that term. They're not getting their recognition. And yeah. Their yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Because there was what the final four was last time was three black people. It was three black queens and Trixie Mattel won. One. But you know, it's like the Oscars. Mm-hmm. They split the they black split vote. The vote. <laughs> That's what it is. That's exactly what it yeah. is. It's mathematics, y'all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, enough of the drag race. <laughs> we will keep you in. You know, I'm not going to bombard y'all, but you might get a like weekly update because I'm slightly obsessed. Okay. We'll talk about it too. We'll talk. You want to watch? If it's on the bootleg. Oh God, you in the bootleg. Y'all send me y'all password to VHS. <laughs> yeah, send so the password. You can stream it. All right, let's get into our next section. It's time for our listener Listener letter. letter. And we have a very appropriately themed letter this week. Do we? Yeah. I'm going to read it for the people. For the people. Yeah. So, it goes, hi, Justin and Maurice. First, I wanted to tell you how much I enjoy your podcast. It's entertaining, engaging, and your contrasting perspectives are thought-provoking. I'm a straight, white, 33-year-old guy now living in Chicago. I guess you can say I'm the type of friend Justin said he wanted in the last episode. (laughs) Hey, friend. (laughs) Yes. You know, we have crossed over. We've got, like, straight white listeners. You're not our target market. (laughs) Thank you for listening. And get all your other straight white friends to do so, too. We're, like, mainstream. Yes. So, So he says, with the holidays coming up, I need a little advice from you guys. I've been dating my girlfriend for over two years. And since my family has never officially met her, they suggested that I bring her home for Thanksgiving and or Christmas. I've avoided this situation by saying that one or both of us were too busy with school and now work, so we couldn't travel to my hometown. The real reason for my absence is because my girlfriend is African American. And honestly, my family is not the most progressive. The funny thing is that they actually met her last year at our dental school graduation. They assumed that she was just my classmate classmate slash study partner. And they thought that she was nice, smart, mannerly, etc. But outside of her presence, they made comments like she was nice for a black girl. Mm. (sighs) I've never shared pictures of her with them. I told them 
that she's shy and she doesn't like pics. I only post pictures this, of. Okay. Hmm? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh. I only post pics of us on social media if we're in a large group, just in case one of my family members is lurking on my page. Don't bite my head off for saying this, but her name is neutral enough. So if or when I do mention her by name, no one would assume that she is not white. I've met her family That's many things. Yeah. Uh, uh, wow. Okay. I mean, maybe her name is like Jennifer. Jessica. Jessica or like Stacy. Ashley. At, yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, I've met her family many times. They live in the city. They're more educated than my family. They And they're obviously more open-minded and accepting. I do love her and I see a future with her. But at the same time, I don't want the negativity. If we do drive three hours into rural Illinois, should I just go home alone or skip the holidays again this year? I'd be particularly interested in Maurice's thoughts because he's in a relationship. And although he hasn't said directly, based on his comments about <laughs> white wine and Kamala Harris, I get the feeling that he's in an interracial relationship. You guys are friends in my head. Can you help me with some advice? Thanks, Colin. Okay. Woo. Okay. That's a lot. Um, that was a lot to unpack for uh, Country Colin. <laughs> hey, Country Colin. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, uh, thanks for listening. Um, since you asked, I guess, for my advice, particularly... Colin, you're getting my advice too. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. So my advice for Colin, country Colin, I don't think he wants my advice because I have a lot to say about it. Well, I have very little to say, but my advice is don't go. Don't go to Thanksgiving. With don't go to Thanksgiving. Okay. Because I'm the type of person, I'm not going to go somewhere where I don't want to be there, where I'm going to be annoyed. And I'm going to be ready to go as soon as I get there. Unless I'm going to work because... Okay. You have bills to pay. Right. I'll try to keep these lights on. Thank you. But, but other than that, like, you're in your mid-30s. You've grown. You have multiple degrees. You're not beholden to these people for anything. Right. You can take care of yourself. It's not like they're going to say, you know, they're going to cut you off or anything. You're not going to be able to survive financially. So... Why would you even be there? And you don't want to put your girlfriend in that situation. Thanksgiving, honestly, is not the time for that. Like, if you want to, you need to find another time. To, to, and to introduce his To introduce your, one, hey, I got a girlfriend that you've never met. And by the way, she's black. Right. It's just too much. And it's the holiday. And it's just, you don't want to put her in that situation. Right. You know, it's but You just, also don't want to ruin your family's holiday by bringing a black fuck girl. Fuck the family. Because at that I point. That. No, no, at that I point, you've grown. Like, they're going to have their issues. They're going to have their problems with it regardless. But he knows but, that. And he knows that. And I get that, you know, maybe he's trying to insulate her from that. But at the same time, just don't subject her to that on Thanksgiving or Christmas. Because so that th- these two holidays are so built up as, you know, what they are that to be meeting her for the first time... And it seems like they're problematic in the first place. Like, they being his family? His family. If you do care about her, if you do love her, you would not put her in that situation. 
Right. So don't go. I get that. Mm-hmm. So my advice is actually going to be a little bit different. Okay. And it's not surprising. Not surprising, <laughs> but it's right. also surprising uh-huh. um, for different reasons. Right. So hi, Colin. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. I hope you're subscribed. And thanks for writing. Thanks for writing in. Also, you know, congratulations on your graduating dental school. That's mm-hmm. quite an achievement. Um, so I'm happy for you guys. But. But in reading your letter to me, Colin, it read very selfishly. Just be straight up honest with you. You know, I want you as a friend. And you need to hear mm-hmm. you need to hear this opinion. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the motivation behind you writing your letter was how do I keep my family happy? Right. And how do I prevent my girlfriend from being uncomfortable? How do I keep the peace and prevent and, myself mm-hmm. from being in the most awkward position? When mm-hmm. I think that if you approached it from a different angle where you mm-hmm. prioritize first your girlfriend, uh-huh. Then your family, only because your family, I think in this case, is a little morally wrong. Right. But I also recognize a very unique time that we're in, in, you know, Trump's America, Mm -hmm. and there's a resurgence of this outward expression of animus for people of color. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're a 33-year-old man. Right. You grow. And you have to make decisions. Right. And if you're really serious about this woman then you have to make the hardest decision Mm -hmm. that you may ever have to make. Mm -hmm. If you're going to potentially marry this woman, have children with this Mm -hmm. woman, you're not going to bring your black children because your children will be black. Yeah. Newsflash. Okay. They're going to be black kids Mm -hmm. around your family with these opposing views. Mm -hmm. And as someone who is a product of interracial Mm -hmm. marriages, Mm -hmm. um, the fact that we're even having this conversation in 2018, yeah. when, you know, my grandparents got married a year after interracial marriage was mm-hmm. legalized mm-hmm. in the United States is, like, baffling to right. me. But I also understand that progression, mm-hmm. especially in various areas of the country, mm-hmm. um, you know, are slower than others. Right. You mentioned you're from Chicago, so I can't, you said you live in a rural area, right. so I feel like it's somewhere in the middle of the country. But I think mm-hmm. you really need to make... This is the big decision you have to make. Your number one priority to me should be the comfort and security of your girlfriend. I think that... I I wish that your letter... Again, I said your motivation of your letter mm-hmm. spoke a lot to you and how you're going to make your family comfortable, mm-hmm. not make your girlfriend uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and have you deal with the least amount of discomfort. And I think that if you're going to be in an interracial relationship with a black woman, mm-hmm. you're going to be an ally, but you're more than an ally. Like right. you're, you have to really, really step up and question and push your people. And, and, mm. and those conversations need to happen at the Thanksgiving dinner table as, as uncomfortable as they may be. I but I, I feel like my, as a, as a person of color, mm-hmm. I'm most concerned with your girlfriend. Right. I think that one, I would like to know, does she know that she's being kept almost a secret? She has to know. It's been what two years? Well, you know, two I mean, years. My thing. I think the perfect time for you to introduce them mm-hmm. was at the graduation because graduation starts kind of hectic anyway, and people mm-hmm. are taking all their pictures yeah. and they're with their families. Yeah. But I think that it would have been just a quick. Oh, this is my girlfriend. Oh, hey, let them at least process that uh-huh. and handle that. Okay. And then you could kind of deal with them on the side. Before presenting uh, no. all that to her. I think that's a different... I don't think that's the time for that either. Well, I think that... I mean, you're only two years in. 
to this relationship. That's a long time. But that is a long time, especially mm-hmm. you know at thirty three, you're mm-hmm. in dental school. Um, but I think that you need to at least communicate very, very clearly and mm-hmm. honestly the extent to which you know you're posting pictures of her in large groups. Mm-hmm. They, um, you know, don't. I think that even to me, it just seems a little bit odd. Like mm-hmm. whenever I'm dating a guy, my mom's immediately like, send me his picture. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like your family doesn't take enough interest well, to know what she looks like. Yeah, right. Yeah. Cause like after two years, you haven't seen, they haven't seen like right. even just, a picture of a her. A picture. Her name is Jessica. So, or but, Jennifer. Or Jennifer. Or Stacy. But, or Stacey. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, it, it, it feels like at some point it's like you it feels as though you're keeping her a secret yeah. because you're unwilling to deal with your discomfort but as an ally because mm-hmm. clearly you know I, I I believe that you're a well-educated man you're a dentist mm-hmm. you live in Chicago yeah um you don't share although you grew up in this family you don't share some of the views right. that you have because right. you've had honestly just exposure yeah Right, Definitely. so you're not fearful mm-hmm. of the things or are unknowledgeable of the things mm-hmm. that they may be unknowledgeable or fearful right. of, but it is then your duty mm-hmm. to help make them more comfortable, right. but not at the expense of your girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah, so you have to actually like do some work, which yeah. I know that you're probably not used to doing well, <laughs> as a white man, and I'm not saying that with shade. I mean, but I think it's a little shady. But yeah. honestly, people in privilege mm-hmm. in this country, mm-hmm. due to their gender, mm-hmm. due to their race, are not used. They don't. They're not used to having to flex these muscles. Like you know, what I'm saying like mm-hmm. women of color mm-hmm. don't be a woman of color in a as a lesbian in a wheelchair, because she knows how to flex and operate and right. navigate the world yeah. and exist mm-hmm. while molding and accommodating everyone else okay because it's called survival right and that is exactly what privilege is you're a white guy that's straight Mm -hmm. so you're not using you're not in the gym doing the work yeah and now you have to do the work yeah so i have an honest conversation with your girlfriend first be very transparent Mm -hmm. if she's not uncomfortable Mm -hmm. do not pressure her to go if you go to your rural hometown alone Mm -hmm. This is the time to check your family. You need to be upfront and clear. I have a black girlfriend. I'm serious about her. I intend on, I see myself marrying her. Um, I intend yeah. on marrying her. Y'all need to get your racist shit together. Mm, and, because you're going to have some black grandbabies around his parts. I don't know about that. Because I feel like he already knows what it is. And that's the hesitation. I agree. And... But he needs to also, and I'm not being a sympathizer to mm-hmm. people and even when I read this letter first, I don't want to call his family racist, but it's it's implicit. It's a bias, but it's all also understand like because mm-hmm. again, I said they're not exposed. Maybe there's not you right, but it's your job. Mm-hmm. And the onus on is on you, Colin, to get them comfortable. It's let them know this is well, what it's going to be, mm-hmm. and this is the woman I want to be with. She's a black mm-hmm. woman. I know you might have questions, you might understand it, but this is who I love. This mm-hmm. is the person I want to be with, mm-hmm. and. These babies are gonna be black and ashy. Well, they don't need to Not be ashy, ashy but... but they're gonna be black. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you need to get comfortable with it. You know, because you're not gonna be insulting to my children or disparaging or but, undercutting to my children. But you know how do saying? you undo that? They've been probably operating on this for generations. And like, then I mean he didn't I honestly think and I'm not trying to share too much, but I think that 
he knows his family right. much That's more intimately than yeah. we do. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're sitting here as two people, black men, mm-hmm. black gay men. Mm-hmm. And I think they were like, you know, oh my gosh, we're thinking the worst. And, mm-hmm. you know, I have some friends who, you know, are white and they, you know, say, have told me like, oh, my family has said some comments. Mm-hmm. They're not this, they're not that. And we've navigated it. Right. But I've always appreciated that that, that, that they let me know up front. Mm-hmm. So I knew what I was getting myself into. Right, right. And I could elect mm-hmm. whether or not I wanted to expose myself to that. And it wasn't that bad. But it's just, I think it's just a lack of familiarity. It's like, you know, you're the only one in the room. Mm-hmm. And they want to kind of like preface it. Be like, oh, if anyone says anything, please don't be upset. Mm-hmm. But it's again, because they're not used to having to flex that muscle and do that work. Mm-hmm. You know, so what they do is they kick the ball back to you, mm-hmm. the oppressed person, and say, help me manage this. And that's not fair. You as an ally and you choosing to enter an interracial relationship mm-hmm. with this woman, I truly believe that, you know, love knows no no colors. You love right. who you love. But also know that when you choose to get with a black girl, mm-hmm. it's going to require some extra work of you. And if you're not willing to put in the work. Mm-hmm. But, don't ask her to uh-huh. but you also need to also like know that your family's gonna need to do some work too there's but, gonna have to be some no work. I'm saying like it, he probably knows that his family is not down for it they've been together for two years are they Trump supporters? They haven't, probably probably I mean cause you have and if you look at Illinois you have Chicago and you have Illinois right and so he probably knows what it is and that's why I feel like his um separation of the two is is the protection of his girlfriend because he already knows. But then, where do you see this going? Right. So, and and he either has to come out, you know, for lack of a better phrase, he to come out. He gay now. Hey, Colin, you call email the pod. You have our email already, but you know it's a single member of the podcast. Uh-huh, so yeah. But either he has to come out. Not as... set your family straight. <laughs> well, well, not, not straight. So either he has to come out and say, this is, you know, who I love and who I want to be with. Or he just is probably going to have to keep the two separate. And so... But is that viable? Is that sustainable? Is that fair? It's not fair. Especially once, like, children get involved. Because you want them to know both sides of their family. But it's viable in the sense that if he knows and he probably knows you know for a very you know good fact that this is how they will act or react to me being in an interracial relationship having a black girlfriend having biracial children in the future if it goes there and he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to have to deal with that so he either is going to have to make the decision to essentially cut them off because he said that, you know, he's met their fam- hit her family multiple, multiple times. times. They're accepting. They're progressive. They're this, that, and third. They're just black people who are used to existing in, right. you know, they're a, a, a minorities yeah. existing in a white culture. Right. But his family is, you know, in this homogenous society, and they right. probably just never encountered it, you know. But what I'm saying is, is that, so you have to make a choice, Colin. Right. And either you need to, it's going to require you to help your family mm-hmm. or leave your family. Right. And for someone like me, but also I, I'm looking at it through the perspective or the lens mm-hmm. as a person of color. Right. I'm leaving my family. That's, it's, it's, yeah, it's too, that's probably it's, the it's hard too part. integral to who I am. Yeah. But 
maybe that's something you're willing to do. But what I would implore you to do is just, if your girlfriend does, if talk to your girlfriend, see where she's see at. See where she's at. If she's at. willing to go, then that's on her. Yeah. You was cool And I would say go there because you can always leave. Always exactly. Yeah. If some shit pops off, you know, we Bounce. ain't trying to have no, you know, um, guess who's coming to dinner situations. Right. <laughs> Bounce. Out, yeah. but le- but don't spring this on your family. Don't, don't spring it on. Don't them. be knocking on the door and yeah. it's a black girl at the door. Yeah. Like that's unfair to them. Mm-hmm. And she's but, like, who made the potato salad? Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's not an eat my shit reference, is it? No. Oh, I'm thinking the, the horrible no. movie. No. But okay. But you, let your family know because yeah. it's not cool to spring it, even though they have these horrible views. Mm-hmm. I'm not sympathizing with them because no. it's 2018 yeah. and they should do better they as should. people. Yeah. But you also can't do that. That's not fair. That's not fair to either part. Right. And I think that's what you're saying. Uh, exactly. Uh-huh. But let everybody know what's up mm-hmm. before you get there. Put yeah. your foot down. If she's ever the slightest uncomfortable, y'all get back on the highway to Chicago Basically. and go eat some non-gluten-free macaroni <laughs> and cheese. Okay. And um, that's, how you, that's how I suggest you handle right. it. But I think that even going forward, Colin, I would implore you to just think about your conduct mm-hmm. and the sacrifices that you're going to have to make. And I think that people of color, women, LGBT people mm-hmm. are used to making these sacrifices right. because it is integral and necessary for our survival. For, exactly. And I think that you as a white man have been very privileged in many ways mm-hmm. as you present through this very question. And I think that it would be great for your personal development to do the work and mm-hmm. not kick the work to people who are tired, Okay. i.e. your girlfriend, right. because she's navigating the mm-hmm. world as a Already. black woman dentist. Yeah. It is not easy for her. Believe me. They got a good um, income. I'm sure she that. got a cute little salary. Okay. The loans is rough too. <laughs> but I'm saying, but she has to navigate so much. Yeah. And this is not her job to navigate your family. Right. That's your people. That's, yeah. That's your job. Mm-hmm. You handle, handle that. Them. You be the man. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm and that's well, not, that's I'm not inject, I'm not injecting patriarchy. Okay. But step up. Mm-hmm. This letter to me read is you're uncomfortable. You don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? There are six-year-old black children in America who are more adept at dealing with this kind of discomfort because of how they navigate their lives than you are as a 33-year-old man. Wow. So let's exercise that muscle. Let's get in the gym because you have work to do as well. Challenge your family. I honestly think that, like, Mm. you know, you go off. people go off to the city, they get their Mm -hmm. fancy degrees, come back to your rural hometown and Mm -hmm. help your family because they don't have the opportunities that you have. That's true. They don't see black people every day. They're probably astounded that a black person is digging up in their mouth as a dentist <laughs> with a real license. They let y'all at school. I know. So, like, I know that it's not your job to educate them. Right. But you can let them. You can expose them to so much more. And my hope is, is that mm-hmm. you seem pretty serious about this woman. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm sure you want to have children. But I think that also children have a way of, like... Yeah, that's true. People. That's true too. Yeah, let her give you some babies. Mm-hmm. Your racist parents might feel a little bit like, oh, okay, you know, yeah. they feel better. My, you know, my grandchild's half black, and they might still have their biases in there. <laughs> people do it all the time. They you do. Know it's true. Yeah, but it's a step. Okay. I hope I didn't. You know, 
offend you and if mm-hmm. I did oh well but I, I, I like you Colin and I appreciate that you wrote in and gave us this question mm-hmm. and this letter you did um, but please follow up with us let us yeah, know how let it us goes know. but don't take her if, she, if she's uncomfortable the number one priority is the girlfriend if she's uncomfortable no I say don't take her any holiday season take her like Martin March Luther King Day uh, <laughs> <laughs> January bitch Martin Luther King you know it's a three day holiday you ain't got work well, the mental office is closed yeah that's true that's true but so, don't take her Martin Luther King I'm well, gonna be mad I mean I would say put it off a few months if you do not take her this season you need to go alone and let them know what's up that's true yeah definitely I can see that they go for the day, for the meal, and then drive back. My girlfriend's black. Get used to it. Bam. Flip the table and then leave. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Colin. <laughs> thanks for writing in. Well, now we're back for our next segment. I said, said what, what I, I said. said. Okay. So I'm, I'll just lead us off. I won't be long. I promise. <laughs> but, you know, I think that social media, well, technology is great. Because I think it allows us to connect with one another and do things very quickly, not reinvent the wheel. Social media, I believe, is specifically good. I hate social media. But social media today is kind of a necessary evil. And I've, 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 I've also recognized that through launching this podcast with mm-hmm. you. That's true. Uh, but for me, I feel like, you know, I'm a little more private of a person. Mm-hmm. The people who know what's going on in my life usually find out via text message or in right. life like yeah. in real life yeah um so for me you know social media seems like you're projecting a lot mm-hmm. and pushing this image yeah because it's so curated right as a word that you previously used but you know last week and i don't really want to harp on this because you know we like to keep it light at our podcast yes. and you know it saddens me that it's gun violence has gotten mm-hmm. to the point where it is in this country to the mm-hmm. we're not even phased I mean, the number of, you know, mass shootings mm-hmm. is almost equal to the number of days. Right. I think it's like four or less at this point of mm-hmm. the year. It's to the point now where I'm desensitized mm-hmm. to mass shootings. And it's just like, you know, you wake up, oh, there's a shooting at a yoga studio, a shooting at a bar. And it's just like, okay. And I go about my mm-hmm. day as if it's like the weather report. And that's really sad. But I also think that the level with which we as individuals engage with that kind of media or news Mm -hmm. perpetuates that cycle, right? It's a little bit different than like Adriana posting a song. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, You know, we're like all her breakups sound cute. But um, I think that my pet peeve, for example, last week there was a horrible, horrible shooting uh, at a bar called the borderline bar in thousand oaks california mm-hmm. and you know i feel really bad because california now has those fires yeah. and it's just rough but um you know 12 people's lives are lost mm-hmm. in those shootings and um scrolling through twitter and i don't even follow this person and i'm not sure if this is factual but he's a cnn commentator his name is paris denard uh he's a trump supporter mm-hmm. he's like your complexion um, he black? He's black, child. <laughs> yes, he's like Candace Owens or someone in there, wow. or Kanye. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But he's like a black guy. Um, I don't know his sexual orientation. Okay. But bitch, he gay. Mm. Um, 
if you know what I'm saying. Like the dar right. be popping. Mm-hmm. Like gay, 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 right. gay, gay. The gay alarms just off. Off. Yeah. Uh but I couldn't find anything of him confirming or denying. Okay. But again, sis, you was gay. And he basically like right after the shooting, because mm-hmm. it was like I'm I was getting I'll never forget I was getting dressed for work. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like hearing the news. Okay. And he took it upon himself to say, uh, I'm praying for, you know, all the victims of the borderline bar shooting. Mm-hmm. One of my dear friends, Tamara Housley, of, you know, sister, 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 sister. Tia and Tamara mm-hmm. fame. Uh, niece, uh, her cell phone and Apple Watch are still pinning mm-hmm. inside the bar. Uh, I'm hoping, like, she's not dead. Again, that's not, a, that's not an exact statement it's not an exact quote Mm -hmm. it's a paraphrase Mm -hmm. and i went then followed to tamara's instagram she had nothing Mm -hmm. and i followed to her husband's instagram he had nothing okay and i was just appalled Mm -hmm. because to me this is a very sensitive issue right this young woman was a victim Mm -hmm. of a mass shooting Mm -hmm. in this country where we need to do something seriously right uh and here you are a fame whore basically who was just trying to attach herself mm-hmm. to loss and devastation. That was right. someone's daughter right. who lost her life. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, my friend. Like, you're, like, you're, you're grasping at straws. Right. Was he even relevant. there? Was no, he, there? he was right. not there. Mm-hmm. His friend, allegedly, you know, and I do mm-hmm. know that Tamara's husband's a Republican. Well. So, you know, they might actually be friends. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's a reach, sis. Yeah. And I'm calling you sis, Miss Paris. But like, don't exploit someone's Someone tragedy right. to seem relevant. Right. And that's something that I also see throughout social media. And to me, it's I feel like we are devolving as a society. Definitely. Because now I see when people will pass tragically mm-hmm. you know, or untimely mm-hmm. and people will post, you know, it's always nice to do a tribute. Always. But honor the person. Mm-hmm. But in honoring the loss of the person, mm-hmm. you do not need to honor your connection to them. Because they always post the picture of with them too. this person. Oh, I remember the time we were here when doing we were this. here. And oh, it was so amazing. And what this person mm-hmm. did for me, what it does mm-hmm. is it makes it about you. you. And not. And, I, and I, I guess that's kind of the point of social media. But my concern is that our society and culture is becoming so self-absorbed. Absorbed. No yeah. one gives a fuck about you right when someone else has lost their life right in that way in that way in such a tragic unexpected Mm -hmm. horrific Mm -hmm. way right say i am sorry for this person's loss Mm -hmm. send your bullshit stop sending your bullshit ass prayers yeah don't sorry for your lost your lost yes and let's get grammar (laughs) let's get grammar correct right sorry for your loss it's l-o-s-s not l-o-s-t right so stop doing that yeah stop making it about you about you why do you feel you need to post on social media mm-hmm. if you were honestly like I hate to even think about it because it gets me upset because right. it's actually a fucking reality uh-huh. in the world that we live in I could go to work mm-hmm. and potentially just be shot up right for just, just living my just life just being right wrong and place. I would not want my family mm-hmm. to have people coming out of the woodwork mm-hmm. posting random pictures of us at some party eight years ago yeah. and I talked to that person just so that they could work out of their shit through mm-hmm. my past. They're not even working it out. They're just trying to get that attention. Right. Because they have some 
you know, Relevance. tenuous third level connection to you or to some, you know, someone mm-hmm. who experiences tragedy. And so it, it, to me, it's just, I think, but also I recognize that these people are also desensitized to it. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's almost just the hot newest thing to do. Like, well, who do I know that's associated with this latest tragedy? How mm-hmm. am I connected to it? And how can I communicate that? Because my thing is, is Miss Paris. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm an asshole for misgendering him. Well, but whatever. She <laughs> whatever. I don't respect you, Paris Denard. But what about your policies and your values of perpetuating mm-hmm. these things to go on? Right. Stop sending your fucking prayers to these people who are losing their children. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're just or trying to have fun sending it on college Instagram. night. Or stop. Yeah, or my thing social is, media. Right. Because Tamara and her husband hadn't even gotten that information. And they the didn't news, even know that her right. stuff was pegging yet. Right. Right. But you know, you got that good CNN connect with the mm-hmm. police connect. Like, it's not respectful of the family. Oh, exactly. If, if Tamara's really your friend, mm-hmm. Tamara girl. Well, in private. But so much of social media mm-hmm. is performance. It is. And that's it's why I refuse to participate. But like you said, if she was really your friend, you would have her phone number. You would be able to call her. Right. And say, girl, I'm sorry. This right. is what I heard. And I think that people just have... But it doesn't even matter because, again, it's all performative. I can't tell you how many times I scroll through Twitter Mm -hmm. and I see people posting screenshots of conversations, which, one, Mm -hmm. is also... I mean, once you communicate with someone, you're Mm -hmm. putting it out into the public sphere so they don't have an expectation Mm -hmm. of privacy. But it's kind of quasi. Like, Mm -hmm. I... communicated with you privately that message was for you, for you. not for you to Just screenshot and share with the and world share with everyone. so it's like privacy's gone away mm-hmm. and my thing is communicate with people but what is your intention but what's sacred anymore like oh, that is if, a good lyric from an Amelaru song is it is there anything sacred anymore oh, I should okay. not sing no but, but yeah but like mm-hmm. what's sacred anymore nothing like, sacred if you, if you were my friend and we and something like that happened to you, I'm not blasting that on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Right. Because that's not... What is that? What purpose does that serve? But I Who think, benefits from that? I think that there's a distinction generationally. Right. Right. Because my mm-hmm. thing is, is if there's any major development mm-hmm. in my life, either a marriage, a job loss, a new mm-hmm. job, right. a child, mm-hmm. a relationship, you want to know? Because mm-hmm. you got my number. Right. But... I think to some people that their primary form of communication with lots of people mm-hmm. is via Twitter or That's Instagram. I'm not going to say it's problematic because it's just different. Because it's, it's no different than the phone number. My thing is, is I'm not as public of a person. I don't no. post what I eat every day. Mm-hmm. I don't post my OOTDs. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck cares? Because I'm not the soft absorber. Right. And I'm not trying to redirect traffic back to me. Right. Especially through especially, especially through tragedy. Post your outfits of the day. Mm-hmm. Post your fucking quinoa that no one cares you. about. Because that's about you. Yeah. But when it gets serious mm-hmm. and someone's lost their child mm-hmm. or there's like a death or a, a, a tragic diagnosis, mm-hmm. that is not your business to share. Right. And stop associating yourself with mm-hmm. that because it's insensitive to the family that's actually grieving or suffering right. a loss. Well, and I, I mean, see it all the time, not even with this own shooting. Like, mm-hmm. I see lots of celebrities, like, you know, someone, you know, that's a notable celebrity mm-hmm. will die. And do a tribute. I'm not saying don't do a tribute. Mm-hmm. But I'll see pictures of, like, the celebrity and then, mm-hmm. like, the other celebrity who passed. And then I'll read the caption. Mm-hmm. And it's 
all about that primary celebrity like and there's Madonna. hashtags to their like new products and i'm yeah. like what you're doing yeah. is exploiting this person's right. death for your own personal gain yeah. to get more followers to sell uh-huh. these more products and to me that is borderline evil it is because it's like my grandfather died at someone else's funeral which this was is dramatic traumatic because he died like in a public space right and so the way like my family found out about it was people were calling yes before we even found out right about him even passing away right and so it's like why would you inject yourself that's not your business it's not your business it's not your family it's not anything to do with you but people they take it upon themselves to inject themselves into they want to be at the epicenter of exactly and it has nothing to do with you I think because social media has desensitized a lot of young people to like real things like and it's all about getting more followers and and more hashtags and and more likes and if I am in some way tangentially attached to this Mm -hmm. you know I was an extra in the opening credits on the third season you know 18th episode of Sister Sister and I'm going to reach out it's you know what I'm saying like yeah even, but then I even looked at Tamara. There was a, um, she reached out to uh, the roommate. The, the roommate. Mm-hmm. And she was like, please DM me. Mm-hmm. And the roommate was like, I already talked to Adam, Tamara's husband. She's like, nothing new to report. Right. And I actually respected that young woman. No, I did not. Because on the first, because she was posting about it. Right. In the beginning. She should have DM'd she her. She should have DM'd either one of them from the beginning, both of them from the right. beginning. And it's just like, what? <sighs> You're not CNN. So right. why do you feel like posting this stuff is relevant? Because it's eyewitness news, but you're right? Not, she wasn't even an eyewitness. She's like, my roommate didn't come home last night. And that's exploitative. Right. I, it's just... But I th- I've that's my problem with social media. i faith in humanity at this point. It's sad. It's problematic. So yeah, Paris, don't do that no more. Paris, if you're homosexual, it's okay. Just admit it. Because the fact that like everybody knows it, you don't. Stop. And again, I mean, well, don't sue me because I don't think that yeah. saying someone is homosexual is disparaging, but you're yeah. also a Trump supporter, so you might well, try to. I mean, I just feel like, because it's like, but even sis. with social media, like just people just post too much like even you've mentioned these fires in california no, no and, regard for accuracy journalistic standards are all well are not even well, applicable not even, yeah and it's just like like i saw this one video where this family was driving through the fire mm-hmm. to quote unquote escape but i'm just like if you have enough time to pull out your phone pull out your phone Thank start you. recording and document, and you want to document your drive through this fire. How much danger are you actually? Well, in? it's a it's a generational thing, but I also will push back because I'm I'm in full agreement with you because mm-hmm. I don't document my whole life, right? But there are people who this is what I ate for breakfast. This is what I'm wearing today. But this that's... is what I did at the gym, mm-hmm. where they feel the need to share. Um, and I'm not making a ruling only time you see me posting my social media is when I travel because right. that's like oh let me stunt on these hoes You're stunting, yeah. you know and social media can be cute for that mm-hmm. but like my everyday life yeah it's just not that important like the people who matter in mm-hmm. my life now yeah but um 
I don't know. I'm yeah. over that. So what's your... But, I, I said what I said. So my I said what I said was kind of hard, but I'm just going to... Can I do one sentence? Yes. When it's like foo-foo-la bullshit, mm-hmm. associate yourself because you want to build your brand. I hate that, I hate that word. Because um, y'all brands is bullshit. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. But there's a, a fine line. Mm-hmm. When it involves someone losing their baby. When it involves like very serious matters. Mm-hmm pause mm-hmm. know it's appropriate send private messages send flowers muffins fruit baskets Something. condolences yeah. don't, but don't post don't exploit it. a tragedy right for your own because it's not you know it's on the number one news on instagram mm-hmm. for your own trending game mm-hmm. because it is despicable right. and disgusting right point blank done i done. said what i said basically so my I Say What I Said this week is kind of along the same lines because it involves social media. The other day was the filming of the Victoria's Secret fashion show, which it doesn't air for like a couple more weeks, In I December. think. December. It's usually the first half of December. Right. I feel like it's... It's like a big event. Well, it used to be. Well, you know I love that. You do, yeah, you do. But, I mean, it's, it's cute. It's fun. It's supposed to be lighthearted and... You know, this year, there's been a lot of uproar about it because I think it's just been misinterpretation of the quote that the guy made. He's like the chief operating officer. Yeah, so like the chief operating officer made a comment where in the interview, he basically said that plus size models and also trans models were not featured on the runway show they did not book those go sees well (laughs) (laughs) so in in his interview he said that you know someone questioned why don't you have trans models he mentioned you know yeah we have audition trans models but ultimately they did not get booked and he made some other problematic comments i'm Mm -hmm. not gonna go into right now um but then he also mentioned um plus size models and said that basically they looked into it they were gonna do it they tried it back in the 2000s and it did not work for their brand and what they were doing yeah because a lot of people don't know that um victoria secret and lane lane bryant were also were owned by the same company for a number of years like the same parent company same parent company and so one year they either tried a victoria you know, strictly Victoria's Secret fashion show with plus size models or the Lane Bryant show. I cannot remember. It, it was, was likely like, Victoria's Secret show with like a like one of Lane or two. Bryant. Yeah. yeah. They did like the pink university section. Right, right, right. On social media, there's been just this whole backlash and uproar about his comments and saying he's anti trans and he's anti um, plus size and everyone needs to boycott. Well, people get too happy with their boycotts. Yeah. But it's the trendy hashtag, like we said, and people just want to capitalize on that. Right. So I do not take, you know, issue with his comments because I look at it like this. Victoria's Secret sells bras and panties Mm -hmm. and like that stank body spray. And most of the hoes only buying that shit on the semi-annual. So anyway, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? You may go in there and get that full price. Okay. You dig it through the bed for panties. Exactly. Five for 25. Right. So, I mean, it's just like everyone's in an uproar about that, but how many of these same people are commenting on the gerrymandering in Georgia? Nobody. How many of these same people are, know about the recount in Florida? Nobody. Well, so it's just like... Well, pick, one is low-hanging fruit. Right. 
but it's like pick your battles over the past few days you've had these comments and these trends and these just all this stuff on social media about Victoria's Secret and Victoria's Secret and their decision but if you look even back in the day Victoria's Secret you know had the runway show I forget when it premiered like their fir- their very first one I think but, it's not for about 20 years now yeah so in the beginning it was like oh y'all don't have enough black models so then you got Tyra Banks or you got Naomi you did not get both of them at the same time of course think. not honey and then they're like well okay you got black models but you don't have enough black models and it's also like, back then in the times of the Claudia Schiffords mm-hmm. and the Cindy Crawfords and the Tyra Bankses mm-hmm. the supermodel was a little bit more curvaceous like Tyra Banks left high fashion modeling mm-hmm. in France and strategically chose to do Sports Illustrated right. and Victoria's Secret because her body was changing right she was getting a little thick but even then like it's girls aren't that thick anymore like they're much right. much thinner so but I think even the, it's kind of like a regression in terms of body image mm-hmm. but then my point was they everyone had this uproar about you don't have enough diversity Okay. So then they introduced the black model. They introduced Tyra. She's not black enough. Okay, well, we're going to give you Naomi. Okay, well, she's British. So she's technically, you know, they had issues with that. Then they're like, okay, well, we're going to give you this. I'm like an elect whack. They bring, yeah, didn't they bring a elect whack they at did. one point? Mm-hmm. And then it was like, okay, well, you know how She's like these... the um, Sudanese model. Right. I love her skin. She has very nice she's skin. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Well, you know they had Ducky Thought. I'm getting to that. Oh, okay. <laughs> her name is... <laughs> her name's Thought. Because, yes. you know, I follow her... Um... Uh, Nix and James. Okay. Her sister okay. is um well you know they are Sudanese refugees mm-hmm. who live in Australia. Uh-huh. And her sister is married to an Australian man. Okay. And they have a pod, not a podcast. I'm sorry. They have a YouTube uh-huh. page, and I, I just watch them. Okay. But anyway, that's, that's, so that's then fine. yeah, so then they're like, well, you know, you don't have enough diversity, and they started bringing in more diversity. Granted, it was a lot of you know Brazilian, South American, you know these. They like, Right, before diversity. I'm sorry, they're European. Before diversity purposes, (laughs) they can check the box. And then I just feel like, you know, Victoria's Secret particularly just keeps bending and bending and bending and bending because all of these social media outbursts or outrages, you know, even this year, they're like, there's not enough, people were saying there's not enough diversity. They had about 50 models, over 30 of them were minority. Right. Um, I think about 10 of them were of African descent. Then they're like, well, you don't have enough nationalities represented. Only about seven or eight of them were actually American. Well, there's only 60 models. And I think well, all the, I'm sorry, I probably sound pretty. All the angels usually do one pass at That's least in each, in each scene. Same segment, yeah. each segment. But some models, like there's 60 models for the show. It's like 50. Or 50 models. Mm-hmm. But like 25 of them only walk once. That's fine. And That's saying, fine. Like, but you so, can't sit here and say there's no diversity when there's only like seven or eight okay. Americans. Well, there's only, you know, 30, it was over 30 of them are minority, some kind of minority, Asian, African descent, um, you know, South I American. It, I think it gets tricky with Latina um, women because some of them, I mean, well, Gis- I mean Giselle, you can't, Giselle. She's just, Brazilian. She's Brazilian, but she presents but she's still a minority is she that is the question right because she's a blonde haired blue eyed woman who speaks portuguese so like she kind of has this duality i'm not trying to i'm not trying to negate 
Giselle's Brazilian right. but I also have to recognize simultaneously mm-hmm. that she looks very much like a white woman and she enjoys That's that fine. privilege as well. That's fine. But, you know, there's also um, the first Filipina model was walking in the show. Right. You had Victoria's um, Secret. Winnie Harlow. Winnie Harlow, who had, you know, she's Canadian. Well, she, she's she representing her vitiligo. And, you know, just they're pushing and pushing and everyone's saying it's not diverse enough. But then it's like, okay, well, what? where do you draw the line? Right. And I feel like with these companies, sometimes you just have to draw the line. Every year they're saying, well, they're not heavy enough. They're not black enough. They're not this enough. They're not well, that enough. Now, what's the, what's the line? Next, they're going to be like, someone's going to say, well, I feel like animals should be in the show. Why are you not, don't have puppies? And then next year they're going to have to put out well, puppies. puppies don't wear lingerie. Well, some of them do. Or it's Ooh. like, <laughs> or it's like you don't have. I'm a man, and I feel like men should be in the show. Are they gonna put men in the show? Like, no, they don't even sell products. that. But you know, somewhere you is... have to draw the line. And well, my example with this is Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A is like, we don't open on Sundays. But you always want it on a Sunday, right? Like, think how much money they could make on Sunday. You got football games; they could tailgate. You can have them chicken finger platter, (laughs) you know, with your Polynesian sauce and them waffle fries. I prefer honey mustard. I like Polynesian. (laughs) But But you, what you you dipping in that Polynesian though? Not the the fries. Oh, the fries. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But they draw the line and like, I don't care what you say. We're not opening on Sunday, even though we can make so much more money. With Victoria's Secret. I hear you, but problematic reference. But, okay. But Victoria's Secret is like, okay, well, what do you all, y'all want this year? And so I feel like next year they're going to have to put trans models in the in the show. They're going to have to put plus-size models in the show. And I don't think that they should, be, they should have to do that. Because why? Because people are making an uproar about it today, but tomorrow they're going to forget about it. True. In conjunction with the Me Too movement. I hate the Me Too Okay, but you know, women's body acceptance, but they're know, acting body like... imagery, mm-hmm. and also you know, trans issues are all hot right now. Right. And they want that inclusiveness and validation. My thing is, is this: first of all, Victoria's Secret is a privately held company. Right, they, they can, can do whatever, do whatever they the hell they want. They want, and I think that the COOs did say we are pushing a fantasy. Mm-hmm. It could be a Trumpian ass fantasy. That is their objective to push it. But I think that them being somewhat of a leader in the lingerie market, from a business perspective, choosing to isolate They're not different, isolating. Or choosing not to include or welcome in what do you different have to body include? sizes and trans women they sell is a detrimental. Range of sizes. Right. But I think it's I can't it's the go... messaging. It's the messaging. No, 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 no. Hey. No. You it's okay. My, my thing is it's like mm-hmm. I get it for aesthetics like, but mm-hmm. my thing is you don't even have someone like an Ashley Graham you know what I'm saying who is trying to lose weight by the way like don't get it twisted she might be plus size today but if you look at her Instagram she is up in that gym trying to lose weight to become what a not plus size model so don't get it twisted okay well, so, uh, but Ashley Graham is even like in no shade compared to like most women she's she's dang. not She's like, so, like she's, right. she's she like dances a lot right. and like plus size. Right. She's not a um who was the big girl, the black girl from America's Next Top Model? Robin? No, the, Takara. Takara. She's yes. not a Takara. Yes. Right. And Takara was even she, she had was a, a like snatch size, waist like, like eight, eight ten at the most. Right. And so I'm just like you can't put it. Okay, my so 
Like I said, I'm six foot five. I have a 37 inch inseam. I cannot buy pants at Uniqlo. I'm not going down to Uniqlo saying, or pretty much any store, I'm not going to, to these stores and saying, I feel like you should have X, X, Y, and Z in your store. You should have X, Y, and Z models on your runway. Well, that goes because to that, no, 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 measurements. Because, but they're, that's the same thing for them. But I measurements. Think, I think that's specifically given this example for no. women and the body standards no. that are, okay, I'm just going to be very honest with our listeners. As a gay man, I, 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 I'm really reluctant as a man, sexuality aside, mm-hmm. to comment on body imagery and the standards that are imposed upon women. But I do feel as though in this particular instance mm-hmm. that my sexuality does play a role. Right. And I do think that the only group of people who can compete with body standards mm-hmm. with women mm-hmm. are gay men. Because I do believe that in the gay community, mm-hmm. the body standards for gay men are virtually unattainable. They're problematic. And it's very problematic. Mm-hmm. Like women like talk like, oh, the body standards. Oh, honey, be a gay man. <laughs> do you have an eight pack? Oh, you're worthless. Yeah. Like, that is a lot of the messaging mm-hmm. that we get as well. So I feel like I, I can communicate, but I'm also not a woman. So I try not. It's, it's a hard conversation to have. But no, but, no, no. But you also have to look at them objectively. Like, okay, they're not saying. They're saying you should have X, Y, and Z on your runway for the aesthetic that Victoria's Secret is marketing and selling. For is marketing to. Right. Or is marketing. I'm not even going to say they're marketing to. The aesthetic that Victoria's Secret is marketing it's aspirational. Is, right. Bra panties. Mm-hmm. We have to put out this global runway show. It's an event. This, for marketing purposes, this is what we're showing. Right. And you know what? Actually, I'm some, I'm trying to find appreciation in what you're saying. Because mm-hmm. I really, just before we discussed it, I... You were over I, it. I was over it. Yeah. And I, I, I totally disagreed with you. Mm-hmm. I think that I'm... I'm disagreeing with you more on the... I'm, I'm agreeing with you, rather, mm-hmm. more on the body plus size mm-hmm. issue than the trans issue. Okay. Because I think that they're separate and distinct. They are. Because also, you have to understand that Victoria's Secret is a global brand. Right. And not that I'm trying to, like, shade America, but we are an overweight country. Right. And if this is a global event, mm-hmm. and Victoria's Secret is big in an Asian market, mm-hmm. where they are not... They're- yeah, you know they don't. The majority of their population is not morbidly obese mm-hmm. as it is in America, mm-hmm. so they're not going to sell that way. Like right. it, it's actually a business, mm-hmm. and there is algorithms and mathematics right, right. and planning that goes into this mm-hmm. that has to back up the bottom line. Right. But I also think that it wouldn't hurt. You know what I'm saying? To out of those fifty girls, mm-hmm. throw in two size eights or a size ten or an Ashley Graham. But, you know what I'm saying? Just. To appease the people, and not that that's mm-hmm. helping, but it's not being a detriment. Because those well, are low-hanging fruit. My mm-hmm. thing is, as a woman, it shouldn't mean shit to you who's walking down the runway right. on Victoria's Secret, mm-hmm. trans or plus size. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with who you are as a woman. And, right. if, and if it does, then sis, you have some work you to got, do. Yeah. But it is nice to feel included, thought of, and appreciated. And I think that's why Rihanna... Is 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 achieving so much success in this generation? Well, she is thick now because you know some of us girls get thick when we get in relationships, <laughs> you know, especially with a billionaire. Right. But I think that you know, Good. with her cosmetics line, mm-hmm. she had the most foundations, you know, for all colors. And yeah, black girls wear makeup with her lingerie line. She's including, mm-hmm. you know, 
all sizes for plus people. But people want to feel like it has those sizes too. Right. But it's one thing as a brand to say, not only do we carry these sizes at the store, but we're going to photograph you and put you in the window. We're going to have you walk down the runway because we value your dollar as well. I don't know about that because... You know what I'm saying? Because it, it, it does send up... The, the, They're not saying they don't The underlying that. message is, mm-hmm. is, sure, you can shop here and spend your coins, but this is what we value. No, I don't think that... That's not my point. My point is... Like you can't keep pushing. Okay, we well now we need this. Oh well, that's not that's not good enough. We now we need this. That's not good enough. Well now we want this. Not, now that's not good enough. Like make up your mind. They well, have women on that on that stage on that runway who gave birth like two months ago. They have women who are not the typical, you know, okay, size zero. Okay, and it's also it's modeling. Like how serious is this? Okay, it's so for, not. But I'm saying, but there's a lot of discrimination that happens in modeling, Why? right? How? Okay, so, so I just ran down to you. Over 60, 70% of those models are minorities. That's not good enough. Okay, but also understand. Ashley Graham tweeted that there was no diversity of nations. Bitch, can you read? I did not teach her reading. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is like, okay, as a fashion fashion person, like this is like a dry Van Noten show. Who knows who the hell that is, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to have a whole bunch of white girls, blonde hair, blue eye walking in his shows. If that's his artistic direction, I think as the artist, they can have that artistic direction. Mm-hmm. And I think if you, you straddle a, a line of pushing, you know, diversity and inclusion on what an artist feels like with their images. Right. But at the same time, you know, like the, you know, the CFDA, which mm-hmm. is the Council, Fa- uh, the Council of Fashion Direction in America or whatever, mm-hmm. or like, um, what's her name? Rap Dresses. Diane Von Furstenberg is like the head of, yeah. you know, they... Um, or trying to include, uh, you know, and Naomi Campbell is a big help in that, trying to include mm-hmm. diversity because black girls can't work in certain, you know, or black girls or girls of color, period, can't work in certain markets. They don't get certain opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I, but people, you know, you have to balance is, is can this girl sell these products? Because right. at the end of the day, it's a business. Mm-hmm. But I think that on the bigger scale, Victoria's Secret is the McDonald's you know like I hate to I'm not trying well, to like devalue them but they're mm-hmm. a big brand they're a big yeah. global brand mm-hmm. you know it's accessible but it's still like good quality it's nice it's some it's aspirational for a lot of people it? it's not La Perla right you know what I'm saying like La mm-hmm. Perla's like oh we sell like $750 Ross mm-hmm. these are for the real rich bitches yeah. these Beverly Hills bitches yeah they don't got to worry about that you know what I'm saying? Because their audience isn't broad enough. And I don't think it would hurt Victoria's Secret to include some more plus size, you know, models, mm-hmm. women that actually have well, more they're... realistic bodies. Especially because <sighs> back in the, because as as the number one, as the mm-hmm. head in the lingerie department, right. where it is so much of the body mm-hmm. out, that they do kind of have the ability to influence and force um, you know, new standards but and push if things. they because put a big girl on the stage, you know they're going to get people, why they got that fat bitch up there? You know that's going to come. And, and what's they don't wrong with want that? that for their brand. But brands need to take a chance. Like, brands need to be more dynamic and push boundaries mm-hmm. these days if they want to be successful. Right. I think that it is within their prerogative to say, mm-hmm. we don't want to do that because it's not consistent with our marketing mm-hmm. and our image. But then guess what? If you want to fail, then that's on you too. I do think that next year there are they have, they, they're going to have, have a trans them. they're going to have and some they're trans models have a plus size model. and they're going to have some plus size yeah. models but also I think that like just knowing fashion industry mm-hmm. plus size model is not like it's still thin right straight up it's a size 6 right 
At most. Because as a model, you're a zero two four. Mm-hmm. And you a thick four. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. it's like most women are like, what, like a five, 12, 14? Mm-hmm. I don't know, I mean, but it's like it's still yeah, on yeah. the thinner side. Right. But I don't think it would hurt to just include a I, I get what you're saying. And I think, you know, body positivity and but I've also, everything you know, is great. But, you know, for, I just don't think that, I feel like they should either take a stand or not. But also, I think that in America, we care about dumb shit. Exactly. Like that's y'all. Y'all so worried about Victoria's Secret, but mm-hmm. was y'all worried about this election? Nope. Was y'all worried about this healthcare? Nope. It's like it's so much focus on mm-hmm. the superficial bullshit right. that don't really affect your life. Right. And I think it's, but that's also due to the celebrity culture. Mm-hmm. The Victoria's Secret runway show is an right. event. Um, you, you're more than welcome to come over to my house because you know I will be <laughs> watching will. it. But you know, I also like pageants. You do. <laughs> you know, and I will argue with people mm-hmm. about why I like pageants and if I have her a daughter, I'm putting her in pageants. You should. Um, I love a pageant. Yeah. But again, Victoria's Secret, good luck. Um, they still going to be out here selling that? They still going to be selling. You know, y'all, y'all still going to be digging through them bins at the semi-annual. <laughs> grabbing the pennies, girl. You're going to be getting them double XL, three XL pennies. So, you know, Victoria's Secret knows what they're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, Rihanna, it's a room for you too, but I don't see you coming to snatch She's not snatching their no crown. No. Um, but yeah. Good luck. Good luck. But let's all try to be a little bit more kind. That's all. Businesses Always. Too. Definitely. All right, child. Speaking of being kind, it's time for our next segment. Tens, 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 tens across, across the board. board. Okay, well, I'm going to be really, really quick. Okay, me and keep it super, super light right. because I actually have a tens this week. Oh, finally. So, um, it's musically themed. Mm-hmm. So, and it goes to legends. Category is actual legends. Actual <laughs> freaking legends. Not new divas, not this right. new single BS mm-hmm. legends. Everybody that I'm about to say, in my opinion, mm-hmm. Is validated, secured, verified, blue check, whatever you want to say, legend undisputed. Right. So, uh, Mariah Carey mm-hmm. and Melissa Misdemeanor Elliott, Elliott are nominated into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Missy Elliott, for those of you who don't know, mm-hmm. is a awesome songwriter rapper. Mm-hmm. She's worked with the gospel groups, R and B groups, right. rock groups. She's a Awesome producer. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, she worked a lot with Aaliyah. I just love Missy. Yeah, me and too. Good, good singer, but mm-hmm. she's the first woman rapper to be right. nominated mm-hmm. into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Is that run by ASCAP? I don't know. Okay. Well, Mariah Carey mm-hmm. is also nominated. Right. To be in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Which is very overdue. I think so, too, because Mariah Carey's lyrics are just... Yeah. Again, vocabulary. Yeah. I mean, I've learned many of her <laughs> through Mariah Carey. I mean, listen to Mariah Carey's, like, you know, songs with, like, the dictionary app up or... Thesaurus. Thesaurus, yeah. because the vocabulary is extensive. Yeah. And she, she's funny. I think she's, people don't people don't realize, like, she's, like, a comedian. Yeah. Like, she's really funny to mm-hmm. me. There's, there's, there's puns and nuance. Yes. And also, one of my personal faves, Janet Jackson, is also... She was not not for the songwriters. Okay. She was nominated to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay, which 
Uh, this is her second nomination, yeah, I believe. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's time. I think, you know, I my problem with Janet, I feel like she just always will live in the shadow of Michael. Always, yeah. Uh, but I, I, people get at me when I say this, but mm-hmm. she, I prefer her to Michael. She's still my favorite Jackson. Mm. Um, but it's just a lot of emotional mm-hmm. stuff there. I mean, okay. the, the Velvet Rope. Okay. That's all I'm going to say was a defining album in my okay. life. But um, she's nominated for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, tens across the board to Four. Mariah, Janet, and Missy. She's giving out three tens this week. Three tens. All right. Tens, tens, tens. Tens, tens, tens. Yeah. I can agree with all of those. My ten, I'm giving tens to Idris Elba. He was named as People's um, Sexiest Man Alive. He's an attractive man. Like, he's older, gives you, like, salt and pepper. He doesn't do it for me. I mean, he's not, like... I don't see it for him, for me. For you. Well, he's not, like, drop-dead sexy. Right. He's, like, he's hot in his own way. Right. He's, like, chocolatey and... He's a little body. He just doesn't do it for... I mean, he's definitely attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just doesn't do it for me. For you. But for me, there's like, can I be fully honest? Mm-hmm. The fact that like there's people who do it for me that are ugly with bad teeth that have a mm-hmm. British accent is something about the accent. It's the accent. And I'm like, you got yeah. you got the advantage of the accent and yeah. you still don't do it for me? Mm-hmm. What's wrong? Mm-hmm. But I'm still happy for him. Yeah. That's a cute look. It's it's good for him. Um he didn't get, you know, the James Bond gig, but he got sexiest man oh, alive. Wow. So we'll take it. We must note that our tens both this week were also recognition of people of color mm-hmm. by organizations that were not run by us. Right. And not that that's like a bonus point, no. but I'm not saying, but I'm just saying like, we're fucking awesome. Yeah. But you know, we don't get our flowers yeah. from certain people. But I'm, I, I'm also, you know, those are valid groups and organizations mm-hmm. and it increases their booking fee. Basically. So that's so good for them. Get your People magazine this week. Yes. see Idris Elba. I'll look at him while I'm in online. Okay. I don't think I'm going to buy it. <laughs> right. Again, he don't do it for me. Thank you guys for listening to Category, Category is. is. Remember to like us, rate, rate us, subscribe. subscribe. Share us with your friends, mm-hmm. your family. Be like our boy Colin. <laughs> Write us in a letter. We are enjoying these letters. You can always email us at categoryispod.com. No. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm drunk. You are. You can always email us at categoryispod at gmail.com. All right. All right, guys. We'll see you, we'll next, see week. you next week.